0: The following is a CSPN Media Podcast presentation.
1: Good evening, Rick. Would you believe it is?
0: Welcome to another exciting episode of the Come Book Chronicles podcast. Yay! I am not your host, uh, one Tim D nine because he is um you know on vacation, on vacation, taking a Christmas holiday like all like like the good people's do. And also, I am not uh, PC and underscore Derek, who is off on is still on his sabbatical, but he is with us in some sort of spirit form, not not Sith or Jedi. Oh no! Except that, have, except that doesn't have those. So that's. <laughs> anyway, but hopefully we'll have we'll hopefully it, it very much we'll see him on the next show, which would be the year-end show, the, the next. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, well, we're still working on that because like Tim's going to be off for the next couple of weeks, and right. so we'll are handling that. But anyway, with me, the man, the myth, the legend, the legend, sound, the sound soundboard supreme. Just wait, that's not right. The that's soundboard cool. man of excellence. <laughs> there you go, Agent Underscore Seventy. What's up there, buddy? So, what's going on, everybody? What's up? <laughs> And, you know, like we like we do sometimes about this time, we'd like to spice it up a little bit. So we had to give get, get a little bit of um, Christmas holiday up in here. You yep. know. Yeah, so we,
2: we we're we're getting better at dropping uh, music into the show. So. Yeah. If you have any sure. requests, make sure to reach out to us uh, on some of the uh, social media uh, accounts that we're about to drop.
0: What is this? Uh, the comic book chronicles music music show? Now we're gonna have our, <laughs> our, our own TRL or something, right? Oh, guys, it's terrible. Yeah, I guess you could kind of... Well, there's not that whole lot of, like, comic or cartoon-based music out there, but you could do got kind of like, a show or two or something. <laughs> you could mix up some stuff. Sure. Um, but in the meantime, while we try to get that um, sorted out, I guess... So, yes, it is the last week of the... Um, of the New Year's. And before we get into that, I guess uh, let me go ahead and take care of this particular, since I've already introduced the hosts. Um, like I said, this is the CPC, This is the Chronicles podcast. You can find us anywhere you can find, uh, find podcasts everywhere. That's Apple, uh, iTunes, whatever, Google Play, Stitcher, all those fine places you can find us there. You can also find us at uh, CSPN.us, along with other fine programming uh, uh, of the podcast sort, there's a lot over there that you can go snack on and chew in your ears and all that kind of good mess. But you can also find us individually. Going back to second agent um, seven, you can find him at at, at Twitter and Instagram on agent as agent underscore seventy. Tim Dog ninety eight on Twitter. You can also find him at the Click Nation on Twitter and CB Cron on Twitter. You can also find PC and underscore dirt on Twitter at PC and underscore dirt. You can also find him at Pop Culture Net on uh Twitter. I don't think he's doing Graham comic reviews anymore on Instagram. So no, but i think looking so. for a good outlet for that type of uh yeah type of content. Yep. Rep vine. Um but also last but not least, you can find me on Twitter at RoddyCats. You can also find me at news, news Need on Twitter. You can also find me on the gram at CBcaps or cat if you want to, but I don't really put do a whole lot over there. So but you can also go to shop. CSPN and um you know buy some merch from over there. Get some nice comic book chronicle swag or swag from other uh, CSPN uh you know podcast uh, folks. Get some nice swag, help us, help you, help us, help us, help you help us, help them help us. I was, yes, all that. All right. With that, um, we are going to go in, like I said, this is the last week of the year, this year of the art, Lord have mercy, 2017, Lord have mercy, that was another song I'm going to put in. Um, I was about to do something I shouldn't do with my voices the way it is, but Agent 70 and I are going to recount this week's books, and you know, for the end of the year, it wasn't really a whole whole lot to worry about, but you know what? We're going to do the thing like we've been doing. So what you, um, you want to start off with, sir? Well, I'm going to start out with the first book I put on my
2: list because, you know, like it or not, there have been a couple of, uh, you know, name uh, 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 titles that dropped this week. And the first one. That I wanted to talk about is Doomsday Clock Number Two. Now, it's not all, you know. To, to be honest, I've heard conflicting uh, reviews of this uh, limited series up to this point. I've it's 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 uh, stretched the gamut from this is blasphemy to at least this is something where you know we've kind of been curious about ever since Watchmen ended, and you know we've all been kind of reading it in constant reprints um ever since because you know the the curiosity is always there so what happens next so in this issue um we have the uh the two new characters kind of taking uh f- uh front and center stage uh the two new characters that were introduced in uh doomsday clock number one i am talking i'm speaking of uh marionette and mime um and uh these two characters uh, you, know, you know, are, are, you know, basically uh, holding up uh, a bank and uh, it's all, you know, it's, it's, it's a part of uh, a deeper story. And it's, it's my understanding is that this was uh, sort of told in flashback, but I could be, you know, this may be uh, better explained in uh, issues to come, <coughs> pardon me, but that may have been, a, a flashback story meant to show their uh, encounter with one Dr. Manhattan. Um, we are brought back into the quote unquote present. And uh, we are all, we're teased as to um, uh, Ozymandias's plan when it comes to uh, finding Dr. Manhattan in the DC universe proper. And um basically, the crux of the story in the DC universe is that Ozymandias has uh, determined who the two smartest uh, people are in uh, on the DC universe earth. And he has dispatched himself and uh, Rorschach to uh, speak to these smart people. You can kind of figure out who they are. If you're even vaguely familiar with DC, uh, you know, with the the DC uh, earth, and uh, who resides on the DC Earth, uh, who who, uh, Ozymandias would want to reach out to and try to explain what the situation is with Dr. Manhattan. So that's the crux of the story, not spoiling too much because there are a couple of reveals in this. we're still in the uh, the building stage of the story. This is a twelve issue series, so issue two still has st- is still leaving a lot of meat on the bone for uh, uh, Jeff Johns and Gary Frank to kind of uh, uh, tell their story. So we're still, you know, maybe ankle deep in the story right now. We're still wading into the deep end of the pool. So. um I'm I'm sort of in the middle. I'm not the biggest Watchmen fan in the world, so I I don't mind seeing uh up, an update to the story and seeing uh what comes next. You know, a la uh President Bartlett. What's next? You know, even President Bartlett wants to know what's next. So I understand, you know, why there is some uh there's a drive to uh to continue the story and tie it into the DC universe, uh the greater DC universe. So um that's this. That is this issue, and um, you know it's it was okay. You know, but you're still in um, the early stages of the story, and you can still you know find Doomsday Clock Number One at your local comic shop. Uh, so, uh, if you're looking to get into this, it may you know at this point it's still hard to say whether or not it's really worth it. Uh, but if you're curious, it's still a good time to jump in. Hmm. That's, you know, that's what I have to say about Doomsday Clock number two.
0: And that's all I got to say about that. Right. Understood. Okay. Well, <clears throat> sorry. This is going to be a thing tonight, folks, so please bear with me.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I'll do my best to help, you know, kind of spare the the, the voice a little tonight. So, yeah, so, yeah. like, so are Right. It's just for some strange reason. It just wants to act up like it's not like I'm in a bad way it's just gotcha but then again it did just come from out anyway it doesn't matter uh let us get to hmm you know what let's get to a book that we both read about and that is Black Panther number 168 there you go so we can go ahead and run that one out the jewel style um not a whole, whole lot happened well I, I was, was gonna plane say, crash and there was a plane crash not a whole whole lot happened but actually uh, there was a couple of good side things that did happen so you see in the beginning uh queen Ramonda talking to uh I can't remember who the lady was but she is also but I do remember she's the lady that's been um helping the midnight angels um Ayo and Anika out because they saved her and I think they were in Jabari, not, not in the Jabari Alliance, but near. Um, I might be getting that confused. But regardless. Um, oh, wasn't she one of the, the characters that they say from the rebels? Yes.
2: That's, yes, she was. that's how it's tied in.
0: hmm And the Midnight Angels had been captured, if I'm not mistaken, um, by Clawing them or whoever or or staining them i believe it was who who captured them so this lady is like well we need to mount a rescue or something and ramonda's like well we can't really just do that and you know they have go a back and forth and which ends up with ramonda ramonda saying hey look this is not a monarchy anymore this is it's in the hands of the the um the democracy that you guys wanted so you know it is what it is right. On this point
2: well, it's kind of, of funny it, that like there's a little bit of uh uh you know it, it, there's a little bit of a, a commentary social commentary on on the nature of democracy and how slowly the wheels of bureaucracy spins mm-hmm. uh, you know it's it's almost reminiscent of um you know i've been watching I've I mentioned on the show I've been watching
0: Clone Wars, and I just wrapped it jeez, uh, six up uh, the six seasons. And we haven't talked about that. Well, granted, I mean, you could do it in a week, but that's a, that, you chopped uh, that one.
2: I, no, yeah, I did it in the span of like two plus weeks. But, you know, like I said, with no sports to watch and, you know, holiday time to kill off, you know, to avoid family, <laughs>
0: I was watching Clone Wars. Yeah, but you know what? Hey, not a bad show to, to, uh, to binge watch. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and know. I'm curious of your thoughts on that, but we can talk about that a little later. Exactly.
2: No, but at the end of the day, the the reason why I bring that up is that there's there's uh, lots of criticism of how the Galactic Senate would operate and how slowly it would it would move because of the democracy or the the pseudo democracy that they're operating under. So, uh, that being said, that you know, it, it it's funny to uh, to read that um being you know kind of that that uh that note being dropped in the midst of the story like hey we can't move like we
0: used to because we have this democracy now mm-hmm. the, the democracy that you guys wanted exactly so but yeah that is that is rather uh, amusing but you know who, who said that um the comics weren't political at some point exactly well that's who but um to continue the story um so that's one side of it, and then there's that little sort of tete-a-tete. And uh, on the other side of it, we have uh, T'Challa. I'm see, I'm starting to mix um, the other blacks, Black Panther story that I'm um, that I just that I also read. But um, Thunderball is still looking into the Claw situation for T'Challa. Mm-hmm. Uh, they found out some interesting things about the Reverberium and the how he got to to do the stuff that he was uh, that Claw's been doing with it. And uh, then this is when right after then is when the plane crash or the the helicopter crash happens Mm -hmm. um, as they are going to, actually, I can't remember where they were going. And I know I read this earlier today, but they were going somewhere and the plane crash happened, which uh, started off a big fight, which one other cool thing about it is, is that um, no, yeah, there's also the thing with the, the, um, the old gods, which apparently we found out that, while claw has something to do with the um some of the manifestations that have been going coming around, it's not all him as we find out last issue, you know from other stuff so I won't recount that but uh he he hasn't been doing all of it but anyway, like the plane crash um fight happens thunderball gets gets his a little bit actually, which was also a good a cool thing, you know he's fighting on the side of right, I guess you could say, or fighting for his life. For now. Yeah, exactly for now. Yeah. Well, I mean, hopefully it, it, it sticks up and he doesn't go back to bad. but uh, obviously they, and they don't still trust him, but he's, Fine. he's regardless. So, um, that's pretty much the, the length of this book. Cause the only other thing that happens is that, um, we going back to the beginning of the book, Ramonda, Ramonda ends up going to where the other lady was and be like, Hey, look, T'Challa's two steps, three, you know, five steps ahead of enemies and three steps ahead of, of his friends or whatnot. And she brings what looks like to be a bunch of other Midnight Angels. Well, um, suits. Armor yeah. Said, suited suited folks up with her. So clearly there's some stuff that's gonna, you know, right. They right. are going to be doing She's some right. stuff. With this year right. Because, because appear to be like yeah. yeah. an attack on,
2: what's that? Yeah, no, I was about to say the suits are are empty to allow the other. Uh, uh uh what do i call it either the uh the renegade uh dormelage um uh
0: to uh to suit up right so there's they're definitely mounting a a multi multi-tiered attack um as Ramonda says near the end of the books and so she was like look we're, t'challa sees this before anybody else so she he, he's got this covered And um, so we'll see how that is going to play out next issue, I guess, or in the next couple of issues. Right. Multiple fronts. That's, you know, that's the, that's the battle that
2: T'Challa is going to be fighting. All right. Uh, All right. So that's the lone, believe it or not, that's the lone book that uh, Roddy cat and I read um, uh, this week that we both read this week. So what I'm going to do is um, it seems that Tim dog and I read a lot of books and comments. So I'm going to uh, bounce to those books that we, that Tim dog and I read and kind of go through my own notes and his notes very quickly. So um, one of the books that uh, uh, Tim dog and I read, and I mentioned earlier, there are a couple of kind of like big name titles that dropped this weekend. And another one of them was Spider-Man two, number five, the mini series by uh, Brian Bendis with art by Sarah Pacelli that details uh, the second story between the former Ultimate Universe Spider-Man and uh, Miles Morales and Peter Parker, where whereas the first time it was uh, kind of novel for them to be teaming up, nowadays this is kind of old hat. <laughs> but, yeah. but it does play on a couple of themes from the first one, and the I guess the big reveal in this issue is spoiler alert. The six one six Miles Morales basically uses um, uh, uh, the uh, teleportation uh, technology that uh, you know that has kind of been playing a role in this uh, miniseries, both miniseries, to uh, make his way to the uh, ultimate universe where his version of Miles's girlfriend exists, and uh, you know where, where 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 there's this Barbara, I forget her last name. But, uh, the, uh, the 616 Miles finds, uh, a more compatible version of, uh, Barbara out there in the multiverse. And that's where he, he, he makes it, that's where he, uh, heads to, um, the other thing that Tim notes and is kind of, I guess, leading from this story into some of the stories in the, uh. Uh, miles spider-man title uh, proper which is whether or not miles is going to continue being spider-man or whether or not he's going to take on another uh another code name if he even continues heroing so we all know he's going to continue to be a superhero this is just another bump in the road in his ongoing story but uh you know at the end of the day i i honestly found myself thinking after I read this book, like, why did I waste my time reading this to be, let's be honest, you know? So I, I don't have very good uh, feelings about this. I don't know. You know, I'd like to hear what uh, Tim dog 98 had to say, but um, that'll have to wait for a couple of weeks or we may have to just hit him up on Twitter.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've asked this before. Maybe the last time we talked about this or yeah, when we talked about this uh, miniseries, was the last one any more compelling? Did you read the last one? The first one: yes, It was more compelling, and yet they both suffer from the
2: same uh, uh, downside, which is the endings leave so much to be desired because there's no closure. Obviously, there's no closure because that's not what's meant to be. But yeah. um, you know this particular this particular
0: miniseries didn't really do all that much for me. It kind of did something, but it didn't really do anything. Yeah. Hmm. That's a bummer, but I guess that's probably why I I, I didn't see. Yeah. See, my thing was I was going to read the first one, excuse me, read the first one first because I never did it when it originally happened and partially had to do with the fact that, hey, there there were were not going to be any Ultimate slash 616 crossovers, and yet that ended up happening. But I don't know. Yeah, but then Secret Wars happened, so you know. Well, no, but I'm saying earlier, before, but yeah, but by the time Secret Wars happened, all the floodgates were open anyway, so it kind of didn't really matter, right? But um, yeah, I don't know. It's it, it's weird, and I was moderately curious about this one, but not enough to to, to um, because they did. There was a question. I get well. Who so told? here it goes as a question? Um who may have already asked this also. So the, this miles in the 616, you already said there's some teleportation. So is this person like it, it's any significant? Somewhat, somewhat through a through a, a good old fashioned retcon. Sure.
2: Cause that yeah. was the significance one, through wow. a good old fashioned retcon. And when you finally sit down to read it, you'll see it and you'll laugh and be like, yeah, that's a classic retcon.
0: Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. That was the thing. Cause I was like, well, Okay, yeah. If there was, if there was an ultimate side of Miles my, my included, there was a six one six side, and I was curious if that person was going to be of any significance. And sounds like, yeah, okay, yeah. sure. Okay, well, let's move on. What you got? Um, well, I guess I can get to the other Black Panther book that I read since we're on that train, kind of, sort of. And that would be Black Panther: Long Live the King, number two. That is, or this is a Comicsology original. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So, if you did not know, Comicsology, uh, for the last couple of months, they've been been um, putting out books from Marvel and other people, but Marvel finally joined them, and they're putting out digital books that are going to be later collected and uh, put out print wise. Um, this happens to be one of them. The other one I was I've talked about before was the Iron Fists book uh, that I talked about um, like a couple of months ago, I think. Anyway, uh, if you, I would go so far as to say that in, you know, if you are a fan of Black Panther, I would say seek this out. This is a little bit different than what is going on in. Uh, the book we just talked about and actually I need to write that down real quick because I just thought about that I have to write down these books while I'm doing this so bear with me um, but yeah so this is I can't remember if this was like a, um, a quote unquote World story or this is something from like early I think this is like an World story if I, if, I, if I remember correctly because there's that other Black Panther book that is coming out that is the early days of that's going to be the early days of T'Challa, so. But this is, this is regardless. This is just a side tale. Um. So as of last issue, uh, something happened to the vibranium. T'Challa saw this monster. Uh, his suit doesn't work because of this monster showing up. That was that was messing with the the, the vibranium, burning Zana, which is like the main. Um, which I guess is like the capital. Uh, had earthquakes and power outages because of that. So they spent last issue trying to figure out how to, how to deal with that. So in this issue now Tatala Tala and um, a, a couple of, of his um, elite guards are going to went, to, are going to this one zone to see called the mute zone to find out uh, if anything happened there, because that seems to be where things are pointing um. So, in, in this mute zone, they've kind of um they kind of closed them themselves off from the kom- Komoyo and therefore Wakanda proper. So, you know, they're not um linked by the internet, basically. So, you know, um during the course of their travel, they have to stop because, like I said, because of uh, this place is not connected to the rest of to the rest of Wakanda. Um, they can't go too much farther because, like I said, their their um, their instruments are nothing, and whatever can't are not connected, so they don't have a way to kind of kind of fly through. So they have to get out and walk. And on their journey, they've uh, run into a couple of issues. One of which happens to be this panther who who um, looks to be possessed uh, attacks T'Challa and almost kind of has his way with him. But T'Challa deals with them, and then after that, um, they find their way into town and meet up with the chief of this town. Who it seems that uh, T'Challa knows some kind of way. I this person is not familiar to me, so I'm not sure if I know this person. But uh, it is someone familiar to that T'Challa definitely has some dealings with. And this person also says something about. Um, The Panther that was just attacking the uh, T'Challa and says something about it being possessed and being a warning to uh, to kill him. So something else is going on here, but we don't know fully what yet. Like I said, it's um, I believe this is a five issue miniseries so we're going to get down to, we're still going to start to get down to the bottom of what's going on. And, um, or who's even like, we don't even know who is even the big bad or what's just, like, I said, we know some stuff happened and Charles on uh, trying to figure out what's going on with it and which leads him to where he is now. So, so far, like I said, it hasn't been a bad read. Um, which is why I say, you know, if, if you're a fan of Black Panther, this is another story for for people to check out. And like I said, because of the way that it's being um, uh, put out, I tend to suggest that people kind of seek some of this stuff out. Because like, this is, it's not like Marvel's kind of, Marvel's not like promoting this, which is a flaw in their part on many many in many ways. But we'll get to that, you know probably later on down the line. so like i said if if, this is another um seemingly intriguing story it's also it's worth noting that it's uh being written by um dr Nettie uh i believe i said that last week who has done uh this is her first stuff for marvel but she's written many books and she's seemingly um an interesting person of note uh, science fiction writer so if you are on the twitter's and you follow enough people, you know who I'm talking about. So. Yeah. Right. It's kind of, kind of interesting. Okay. So
2: uh, I guess to uh, finish off the triumvirate of uh, kind of big name titles that dropped this week, I'm going to talk about um, the full title of this is Phoenix Resurrection, The Return of Jean Grey, number one. Um both Tim and I read this. Uh it's kind of funny if you're familiar with uh, Jean Grey's origin. Uh we dive right into this. This is Matthew Rosenberg doing uh the script on this with Lenal Yu on art. And uh, if you're familiar with Jean Grey's origin, we basically drop right in on one of the big events of her origin story when she's uh very young and her mutant powers are emerging, which is supposed to be the su- the signal, the trigger of um the Phoenix Force's uh, recognition of uh, Jean Grey uh, as being um, a, a potential host for the Phoenix Force. Um, so, you know, we open with these Phoenix-related shenanigans in the little town of Annadale-on-Hudson in, uh, in New York State. And um, if there's one thing that that that, caught, that catches your eye right away is that you have to figure out how to read backwards quickly. Um, you you know, you realize that something is written backwards and uh once you figure that out, uh, the story kind of goes from there. Umga I mean, style, or are you saying just like stuff? no, just the words, you know, not quite pig Latin.
0: Here. Yeah. Ah. yeah.
2: You know, reading words, reading the script, you know, reading, reading what's being said, that's uh uh being said uh, backwards. Once you figure that out you can get what the what the uh, the general conceit of the story is and then move forward from there. Um, there's several parts of um, recent X-Men um, events that are uh, uh, showing up in this. Uh, Marvel's done a, a decent job of building up some of the uh, suspense and the anticipation of this event by having um, some of the related characters being affected coming into this. Uh, specifically, I'm referring to Rachel Gray um, I forget the new crazy uh, uh, code name that they've given her going into this, but um, she is uh, feeling the effects of the uh, the Phoenix shenanigans on Earth. So uh, we'll see how she's affected in uh, uh, going forward. Um, you know, the X Men are basically sent to investigate this, uh, or they they basically catch wind of it through Cerebro that uh, the Phoenix shenanigans are going on, and they dispatch teams around the Earth. To uh, investigate some Phoenix, some more Phoenix shenanigans, and we find ourselves in some very familiar locales. Again, if you're familiar with Gene uh, Gray's story in the Marvel comics, some of these are very, very, very familiar. So, um, you know, there's a, a a common thread in the uh, the threats that the X Men encounter at all of these. Um, points uh, of uh, uh, these locations and that is uh, characters who were formerly dead are alive again and uh, you know how, w- whether or not that is permanent going forward we'll see a lot of it is meant to be um, uh, uh, to be interpreted as a projection of uh, of the Phoenix's uh, psychic abilities and Jean Gray's psychic abilities so we'll see how that goes from here um, There is a pretty interesting cliffhanger, although you could see it coming from a mile away. And uh, ultimately this story is, like I said, this is definitely drawing on a lot of the events, a lot of um, uh, uh, little uh, pieces of buildup that Marvel has woven into the X books um, to, uh, to get to this point of returning Jean Grey to uh, the Marvel universe. So um, it's nice to see some of that buildup pay off. Um, Ultimately, If you are interested in the X books, this, you know, this is something you should pick up because this definitely hits on a lot of notes that are familiar, but at the same time, we'll see how um, uh, Rosenberg kind of, uh, you know, brings it, you know, brings it into the present and uh, finds a way to bring Jean Grey back into the fold. So it's not a bad first issue, especially for something where, you know, the the, the idea, the, the title of the book, you know, kind of spoils the entire idea behind the story. So, you know, it's just about the journey at this point and the execution of the story. So we'll see how it goes. Um, but not a bad read, you know, for for uh you know, for the beginning of this uh, limited series.
1: Mm.
0: I see. Okay. Well, <clears throat> excuse me. In that case, since we Matthew Ruffenberg actually has another book that he's uh that he penned this week. You uh, happen to read Secret Warriors? I did not. I have fallen
2: off this book for a while. Um, I guess during Secret Empire, I kind of lost track of it, so I need to catch up on it. I know that it is ending. I believe with this issue
0: or with the next issue. Not with this. I don't but, think with this issue. But soon. Um, I, I take well from from accounts. And actually, let me while I'm while I try to find the cover here. We're not entirely sure if it's cancelled or it's gonna be on high hey, there's 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 a couple of conflicting reports on that. Oh. Yeah, so I don't know. But it just this it there is definitely a, to be a continued at the end of this book. So we know this is not the gotcha. it, it be the next one. But what happens in this one, it definitely wraps up for relatively clean though, because uh it starts off with at the end of the last issue where Inferno took, uh, basically took a piece of the Inhuman um, throne, which has coincidentally has um, some Terrigen, a Terrigen, crystal in it, for some weird reason. Took it. He took it to Mister Sinister in exchange for his niece. Well, to for exchange for himself and his niece, so that he can get his niece back to his his um, sister, uh, and the. Whatever else Sinister needs a uh, uh, Terrigin Crystal for because like, he was supposed to be trying to find an alternative um, way of Terrigin with the help of Karnak. Because, and of course, Karnak is like a, a running point through here because of the dealings early on. Uh, the rest of the team went after him after a little girlfuffle with the humans. Uh, they, they catch up with Sinister. He and Karnak have words something happens. Sinister may or may not be dead, but the, but the, um, but the, the team won the battle. Uh, Sinister has been foiled. Uh, Inferno is because of what he did is, uh, no longer is banished from the Inhumans. Uh, Karnak's like, Hey, we need a new leader. And he, and for some strange reason, he said he, um, <laughs> He wants uh, Moon Girl, aka Lunella Lafayette, to be the new leader of the Inhumans, and she's like, Wait, "What? What? Well, yeah, that wasn't necessarily his his reasoning, but that was part of it. I think he has some weird attachment to her, also, which is played out during the course of this, um, this whole series. But that ends up not happening, per se. Or does it? <laughs> but like I said, um Inferno gets banished and that's and um I think the last we saw is Karnak and uh like Daisy Johnson having words with each other and them parting ways because of all the craziness that's been going on with him and whatnot. So yeah, that's that for for this one. We will see what's um what's in store, whether this book's gonna keep going or it's about to close out. All you know, It's been a fun book though. I I have I've definitely been enjoying the the dynamic of the um the folks on the team. Like this connect stuff aside, but you know. Mm-hmm. It's been cool. I gotcha. All
2: right. Uh quickly, uh another book that Tim Dogg and I read this week was uh Invincible Iron Man number five nine five. Uh guess- spoiler guess- bell. Spoiler bell. I
0: already been spoiled about what happened to it. Right. Like we kind of know
2: you know, like I said, like 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 Roddy said, we kinda know what's going on in this. We kind of know who uh the bald guy is because it's the whole point of the story. Um I call it Tony Stark Reborn. No more awesome facial hair bros. Exactly, exactly. And th- th- there's some uh, immediate references to that, too. But um, we're not 100% sure this is actually happening because what it seems like is happening is that, um, you know, as a result of this reboot to uh, Tony Stark's body, he may not have experienced any of these particular interactions that uh, we see, you know, in the, uh, in the issue. Although as uh Roddy cap pointed out, um, the reboot has also caused him to uh, not have any uh, facial hair. So no more, you know, facial hair bros, at least for a little while.
0: I'm uh, kind It looks like Bendis. Yeah. I'm bald, but. You know. right.
2: And uh, there's an additional story that, uh, that uh, Tim Doug reminds me of in his notes. Uh, Victor Von Doom may actually become spoiler alert My baby daddy. Yeah.
0: Which, um, if the numbering of oh wait actually I need to put that in here. Um, <clears throat> if the numbering and um, people of a certain vintage would know that the numbering going back to the legacy is five ninety five. Um, I'm only pointing that out because six hundred issues coming up and said 600 issues probably going to big be a big blowout thing and i can't remember the last time it's happened but usually especially since like dr doom has been involved kind of heavily usually ends up having to do with dr doom Mm. like that's been a running thing with iron man over the years like like every 50 to 100 books um that ends up happening and i think this one is actually it's been said that that's going to happen so for whatever our reason so we don't we'll know when that goes on and sometimes those have been enjoyable and, and which is the reason why i'm saying that okay yeah. all righty uh all right so that's invincible iron man what do you got um i also have well okay sure there's a theme going on here, I guess. Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur number 26. Uh, while I pull that up, uh, we have, Well, oh, I cut off the top of that, but that's fine. Doesn't really matter. Um, so Galactus, the life of has uh, shown up on Earth, on Yancey Street, along with the Civil Server. Just coincidentally, not so coincidentally, that ben Graham and uh, the Human Torch are also there talking to Lunella. Um, the crux of story, real briefly, is basically someone called un- Omnipotus uh, has been called forth. And Galactus came personally to see if it was Lun- Lunella that brought them forth. Uh omnipotous is a person like himself and self suffered with cosmic power who feeds off of um cosmic power. Like he's kind of one of those in betweener type uh, cosmic entities like um like Galactic like the Galactus used to be, or is actually still, but he just doesn't feed off of worlds like he used to. Uh whereas this omnipotence person, whoever this is, does feed off of energies And the manager So pretty much the whole crux of the story is um, them talking about that. But there's also this other side story to where somebody's been going around or at least last issue with the powers of the Fantastic Four, the original Fantastic Four. And I don't even know why I had to clarify it like that. But um, and the reason why I bring it up in this issue is because Uh, the thing ends up at the end of the story getting hauled off by the police for uh, one of the strings of burglaries that or one of the robberies or whatever happens that happened that happened by this one of the people that is doing this and also because he also got attacked by looks like two two of the people with these, uh, fancy for like powers. And we have not yet seen these people fully yet. We just seen the powers being used in this and the other. So that's going to be, that's another storyline that's kind of, uh, going through here. And sad, sad, um, thing in this is that while we see Herbie on the cover of this book, he does not show up in the story. I'm sorry. Oh, hold on. (laughs) Unless you had to play it twice, huh?
2: Exactly. So, all right. So, we're getting down to the nitty gritty in our reviews for this week. Um, Let's see. What else do Tim and I have in common? We have a bunch this week so amazing spider-man number 790 i'm gonna rapid fire a couple of these real quick amazing spider-man number 793 my 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 uh, notes say that it's basically more venom you know the venom crossover stuff is going on uh this uh part of the stories actually seems to have some uh you know the story arc seems to be inspired by some of the uh the, the circumstances in the godfather uh the first movie so it's kind of interesting, you know, there's some, uh, you know, five family stuff going on in this, you know, five crime family stuff going on. It shows uh, up. What's that? Fredo shows up. No, no Fredo. Um, there's de- yeah, but there's definitely, you know, there's definitely a whole five family bit. Um, there isn't a, a, a traitor. Um, there isn't someone trying to take over, uh, 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 the, um, the Corleone, um, uh, uh Empire, but there's definitely a five family uh, uh vibe and a, a big meeting vibe to it, so that's straight out of the first godfather and um uh you know Tim's notes were basically you know he didn't have that much to talk about those were the things that jumped out at me um a, a, another book that we both read was Hawkman found number one uh, jumping over to d c this is related to the Dark Knight's metal stuff um Tim found this book easy to to read and follow because because of the way the story was laid out honestly my take on this was it may have been easy to read and follow i'm just not a fan of the direction that they're taking carter hall uh also known as a Hawkman, because they just can't figure out what to do with this character you know they don't know if if they want to make him a galactic policeman they don't know if they want to make him the you know the um the the, the ancient Egyptian who's been in love with Kendra Saunders, you know, over millions of years and various lifetimes and they're immortal and so on and so forth. They just don't know what to do with them. So.
0: That- be confusing me about that. Cause yeah. Cause it was like, there was the whole him and Shaira thing. And then there's the whole Kendra thing. And then it was like, like you said, the the intercollected cop was like, well, we already got lanterns. And then there's the whole Egyptian thing. And it's like, you're right. They, I had that same I mean, I haven't read this, but I'm like, like, just poor Hartman just never really catches a break because they don't know what to do with
2: them. Yeah, they really don't know what to do with them. And this is just the latest in, in, in the string of reincarnations of the character and reimaginings of the character. So, uh, you know, we'll see if this sticks for a little while. Um, the art is actually by Brian Hitch. So it is pretty nice to look at. Uh, luckily, he's not writing it. So um,
0: luckily it's only a miniseries.
2: Exactly. So hopefully it comes out on time. But um you know, it it was, it was okay. Uh, Let's see what else Tim and I read real quick in rapid fire. I think we might have hit uh, our last book, which is Thanos number 14. And I'll give this a couple of extra seconds um, beyond regular rapid fire, because it seems like Tim and I had the same feelings about this book, which is that this is probably one of the best books that we read this week in a week of, you know, kind of bigger event books this issue of Thanos and I know that I've made Thanos uh, a recent issue of Thanos, my own click of the week um, mm-hmm. as well. Right. Was it the last one? Mm-hmm. So, you know, cause I remember looking at our, 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 summary of clicks of the week and I remember seeing this uh, uh, coming up relatively recently. So uh, the latest storyline in this deals with um, the future Thanos calling on the, uh, the current day Thanos uh, to help him out with a problem you know and uh, there's a new incarnation of ghost rider to deal with um but uh in this issue we get a lot of background story on thanos that a lot of people may or may not be familiar with there is some uh, uh there's some gaps uh, uh kind of filled in uh some red cons that you know kind of make sense um when it comes to thanos's origin you know like and and his and 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 you know things happening on the day of his birth um but I have to say that, in terms of you know establishing how 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 ruthless Thanos can be, and also what would happen if Thanos actually won the you know his war uh you know against the forces of good and 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 eventually uh, you know made me nice with the uh, uh the spirit you know the uh, the incarnation of death in the marvel universe. Um, you know, it's nice to see that there is still more to that story because, uh, you know, he needs the, the, future Thanos needs the current day Thanos' help because of, uh, something that's, uh, pretty dramatic in, uh, the future Thanos' life. So, um, you know, that's the, that's our cliffhanger. You know, we find out why, uh, uh, uh the future Thanos has called on his younger self for help and, uh, we'll go from there. It was actually a pretty interesting read, um, This book is, you know, this should be easy to find. Your local comic book shop may not have ordered too many. There probably aren't that many people pulling this book, but you should be. It's pretty good. So um, get out there, give this a read. Try the last issue first before getting to this one. I believe that will help you kind of pick up on, uh, you know, what the the issue, you know, what the story is here. But even if you just pick this up, you should be able to, you know, fill yourself in pretty quickly on on, uh, what you need to know. It's pretty good. Uh, it's a definite uh, click of the week candidate for me. And it is as well for Tim Dog 98 Let me to just do his last books. Go for it. All right. X-Men Blue number 18. Uh, Time traveling X-Men meet Generation X. D-Generation. No, sorry. And new things are learned about how the original X-Men uh, eventually become tyrants and despots in an altered timeline. And finally, for uh, Tim's books, Teen Titans number 15, uh, future Tim Tim Drake now has a new name. I'm not going to spoil it. It's uh, kind of sacrilegious. And uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But it does have that kind of tint to it. So um, there's that. And I think that covers both my books and Tim
0: Dog98's books. Solid. Um, and I just remember something that I should have done like a, a while ago that I normally would have done by now, but that's okay. We're gonna roll it. Um, let's see. So I only have a couple of books left, and um let's see if I can pull this one up real quick. Catalyst Prime Kino number two. As I'm juggling things, I thought I was gonna have a nice little order out of the way, but that didn't work. Um <clears throat> We didn't talk about the first issue, but so I'll just briefly say that so Kino is uh one of the astronauts that was on the ill-fated um mission to save the earth because he didn't want to miss a thing. Save Um, the earth. See I'm sorry.
2: (laughs) That's a that's a that's a deep cut to uh Godzilla versus the smog monster, but anyway.
0: (laughs) Nice. Um so just like the other astronauts, he survived, but he doesn't know that the other ones are alive. They don't know he's alive, and you know that's that's been the the one crux. Uh, the, well, the one other tie of these all these books, he gets powers also, just like the other ones did, but his powers are a little uh, are a little different. Now the difference between him, he and the other ones, outside of Summit, which I talked about last week, he has been held. Well, he was up until last issue. Held by Foresight and one Larea, Larea, Lorena Payen, who's the the big who's you know who funded the whole mission in the first place, and was also kind of the big bad of the world, or if you want to call it the big bad, we don't still don't know her full. but she's basically the one that caused the whole thing, you know. Um, but um, you keynote is Alistair Major Alistair Meath. He, like I said, was being held on seemingly unconscious by foresight until last issue where, uh, they were, ch- well, so he was with foresight. This one dude with seemingly, uh, SIS British uh, intelligence agency came to talk to her, but it was a smoke screen to try to get his body back because he is British. Um, and that mission did not go as planned, because they got attacked by some other party who ends up getting his body. Who is also using? Mind you, he's not dead, but he's like in some sort of stasis or something. And the people who have him now have been implanting memories of, let's say, golden age heroism. Um, no, I think. Oh no, it is up. So uh within his body, I mean, with his within his mind. So you know half of it's like the what's going on in the real world and then the end of the book is like his adventures in in his brain that are that are being implanted within him for some odd reason that we still don't know about by this person we still don't know that much more about uh and coming into this issue they we still get more of that so lorena's trying to Lorena lorena Pan's got some other specimens that she's got that she's moving now that, you know, his body's been taken and she doesn't want the rest of them being taken. This one uh, SIS agent who's trying because of his mission being failed and he got injured and he's kinda one of those, you know, he takes it real hard. So he's trying to uh finish the mission and get um Major Meath's body back. But first he's got to, you know, talk to his family talk to the family of um the Major and get some leads as to where The body might be so. That's going on. That's going on. And then we go back to the other side, where, like I said, uh, Kino is being implanted with memories. But this time, the person decides to change the script up. And uh, at the end of the issue, we it seems that uh, he may have he may be causing uh, some brain damage or causing some mental breakage within. Uh, the the character, and my first thought when I got to the well, I, I actually my first thought when I saw this in the last issue when I read it, I'm like, please don't let this be century, please don't let this be century. We we already have a century, and I feel bad about saying that because this is not it has nothing to do with the Marvel universe, and since we have talked about century, uh.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: Century has come has become relevant again very recently. Yeah, sadly. But you know, but his his powers are not necessarily that like, yeah, he's strong, but he's got like kinetic based powers. <laughs> Hence his name, Kino, and that's that. So we don't know. So at the end of this issue, all we know is that you know the, the guy who's holding him may have may have pushed to his brain's limit and we might see him breaking out on his own to what extent uh, in the next issue coming forward. This um I can safely say that while this is tied in with the other Catalyst Prime stuff, um, like, they've been doing different things with some of these books. Like, Superb has been kind of different because that's kind of ground level. Excel's been kind of off on its own, having nothing to do with Foresight and, you know, anything that's going on in the big picture. But, like, Noble, Summit. uh, Well, yeah, Noble and Summit definitely. And kind of sort of this... Has been tied to the bigger to to the bigger issue. Like they've like Catalyst Problems got like six books at this point, including Astonisher, which I need to catch up on. But um, like I said, they've been kind of doing something different. This one's kind of roughly well, not roughly. This one's kind of tied to the main stuff, but it is still kind of loose on its own because we still don't know what's going to go on with this character yet, and and or summer can summer just started last week. But, like I said, if you want something a little different but still in the superhero vein and in a universe that's, if you've been around for a minute, might be slightly familiar you, but definitely different, you may want to check these books out. All mm, Let's see. What do I have, Lex? I think I don't have but one on the... One, two. Yeah, I can do these two real quick. Uh, Star Wars Adventures number five. Um... Um so this is like a, this is the all ages book in the Star Wars universe and i need to write this down real quick sorry <clears throat> Um the first story is the second part of let's see they were uh, luke and leia were somewhere on some planet do on a diplomatic mission um a droid well, it was a diplomatic mission, but also a, something for the rebellion uh, that they're trying to do. But the Empire was there and caught wind of the fact that uh, Luke blew up the Death Star, so they went at him. He got caught. As I said in my notes, he got caught because of a humble brag uh, that he did not initiate. So he ended up getting caught in the last issue, which prompts uh, Leia to spring him in this issue and they cause a little havoc for the Empire. and. Um, there is that. And the backup story to this one, porgs. That's all you need to know. Porgs. And guess what? I just found out because of that. You want to know what a group of porgs are? Go ahead. A murder of porgs. Ay. Oh yes. That okay. is what we're doing. Noodle. Lunch! <laughs> <laughs> Nothing original under the sun and um, let's see next book. And I believe my last, let me make sure that's that's the case. Yes. And also rounds out the star Wars corner, which I kind of just kind of skimmed through this, but it is star Wars, the storms, the star Wars, the last Jedi, the storms of Kate crate. Actually, I don't know if the the last Jedi part is in there, but we're going to, no, that's the Mace Windu one. Oh, it's not. Oh, no, 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 that, no, 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 that, that was not. The the Mace Window one is the, the Clone Wars one. No, but it doesn't say Last Jedi or something? This this one does. I don't think, I don't think the Mace Window one does. I can check that out real quick. I thought it did. No, it says Jedi of, of the Republic.
2: Oh, okay, Never mind.
0: Yeah, which I skimmed through that one, but I didn't get a chance to read it fully. But I know, I, I will say real quick that that one is the end of that book. And from what I skimmed through it, it ends up that a solid says, there's a big monologue at the end and some flashbacks to stuff that we saw happen during the Clone Wars movies. Gotcha, but yeah. Uh, but in this case, I don't know if I should put that down. Not, that says much about it, we're gonna roll. Um, the the crux of this one is this is like early on, this is definitely past um, A New Hope, so this is early Luke and the crew uh and lay and the crew um so they're looking for a new place to hide out from the empire because you know they're they're i don't know if they, were, they can't, can't remember if they were run out of places and whatnot but they end up on crate which luke's knows to be a place that doesn't have much going forward but they end up getting into, the, into, some, into some trouble in the form of some little critters and guess what the folks uh scar squadron who if you've uh watched or who who, if you've been reading the star wars proper book has been a pain in the sides of um our little ragtag rebellion crew off and on for some time and this uh this time is no different but yes like i said we 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 find them kind of scouting out crate you know and as if you've seen last jedi obviously you know that name means something because they end up there for Coincidentally, that reason for, for reasons, and now you start to know how they found out about Crate because it's from this book, and of course our crew can't can't uh, help to get themselves in, into uh, any trouble. So there you go. All righty, and I believe that will do it for me.
2: All righty, and we covered uh Tim's and my own book, so. Without further ado, we're gonna get to clicks of the
1: week.
2: All right. I think Tim and I are in agreement on our clicks of the week. Or on our click of the week, because it's gonna be yep. uh the same book, Fanos number 14. Huh. Interesting. Um yeah, it's mm-hmm. funny, you know, of all the big t- the big name titles that dropped this week, I think that was the big th- that was the best read.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Pardon, excuse me. Y'all are silly. Mm-hmm. Um, well, for me, hmm, I think I might go with yeah I don't know. it was like that's the stones of crate one seemed like it is kind of cool but i also kind of skimmed it <laughs> to to like i read enough to get the sense of it but it's like uh well okay i get where this is going i saw what what was going on in it uh but i may just go for black panther number 168 i believe Unless you want a murder of a murder of porgs, porgs. which I know our very own um, Matt Wang just I'm sure adores to no end. Actually, I almost read um, Moon Knight that came out this week. Uh Oh, sorry, (laughs) you good. Almost read, uh, read Moon Knight this week because wasn't it he that was talking about? Now he was talking about Sun, uh, not Sun King. Yeah, yeah, Sun King. Yeah, yeah. And the Sun King, although I, I did a little research on that, and I'm like, I don't see there was no reference to Sun King with the exception of something from Next Wave, which I barely remember that. <laughs> um, so I thought that was a kick. I was like, let me catch up on this to see, um, see, see what's so it sounds like Sun King in Moonlight is a threat.
2: Yeah, or at least yeah. <laughs> um you know this character who has uh heat based powers um mm-hmm. yeah i i skimmed this book um i wanted to give it more time because there 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 is a little bit more to it than i had time to give it so i did have it it's on the top of my reading pile like i literally have my physical pile here um mm-hmm. in front of me so if i have a chance to read it uh physically or just produce it digitally will you know it'll be the first thing to to get done this weekend um all righty so in the meantime while we get our news ready i'm going to read our first ad of the night make it now. and well you know what um in the meantime while i pull it up there is of course the uh the little bit of music that uh, i dropped earlier that uh, i think people would kind of get a kick out of hearing it's a deep cut and uh shout out to uh you know, all those people who understand even the Japanese who understood that global warming was a real thing. And climate change was a real thing because that was the whole point of Godzilla versus the swag monster uh, slash Godzilla versus Hedera.
1: the 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 earth. A solution, save the
2: earth it's right there in the song people so let me pull up this week's ad <laughs> you know what i'm saying like we were taught at a very young age guess what pollution is bad you know
0: Uh But luckily we haven't had any giant monsters yet, except for the one that we call President. Yes. Uh,
2: So, our first ad of the week is uh, for Amazon. Help keep our podcast free by shopping at Amazon. Visit cspn.us, then click the Keep Our Podcast Free link at the top of the page. From there, scroll down and click on the Amazon link to shop. If you've got... Uh, late Christmas gifts to get or you're trying to scramble to cover that person you happen to forget on your Christmas list, hit up amazon.com through cspn.us uh, for every purchase made on Amazon through our link Amazon sends the CSPN a payment that helps us keep the Click Nation's Comic Book Chronicles podcast free for our listeners at no extra cost to you amazon.com through cspn.us do it today and now we're ready the news
0: yeah luckily we didn't have a whole 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 lot of news this week um and partially because yeah um, we're between holidays that too, and I didn't really pull a whole whole lot except for the last day or two, so it's all good. Um although I see something here I want to bring up. I might just do that just for whatever. Else. Oops, I didn't mean to do it. But we will start off with this one. Uh and that is before you do you play uh Ava Duvernay, um who's a awesome Twitter person and director of uh, some fine feature films. Uh, it says her says Big Barter is her favorite superhero for reasons, which you know, who fans Big Barter around here? So, sure, you know, I mean, yeah. you know, she's definitely a fan of the more
2: obscure heroes if Big Barter's is her favorite,
0: yeah. Yeah, she was asked, uh, it was like on a Twitter q and a and she was like, Yeah, as you can see, on actually, you can't see because I don't have it up here just yet. That's all, pow. As you can see here, it's, you know, uh, big barter for many reasons. So, just like we said last week, find your big barter, really? ride or die. So, but that's cool though. Something there's some speculation. It's like, well, she could, you know, obviously, as you know, articles tend to do. It's like, hey, maybe we can get her to do a big barter movie or something. I don't know. So, stay tuned for that. But that's critical cool regardless. Um, and you don't have to start about it because you know, for a lot of people, well, for some people, Justice League was kind of their kind of big push into, into some of these characters, especially some of the new God stuff. Oh, sure. Well, I mean, you know, that, that and Superman adventures,
2: I think had some God stuff in it too. You're right. I need to go back and watch that again. Cause I have never, I never did finish that series. Right. There's a generation that's roughly maybe a little bit younger than, than myself and at Roddy cat or roughly our generation who, you know, that who found the time to, to catch these shows that, you know, if, if you weren't familiar with the new gods before, that was your introduction to them.
0: Mm-hmm. So actually, and even if you in if you're like me who didn't really read a lot whole lot of DC's slash New God stuff for sure. me, I'm just like of the age. Oh yeah, by the way, Mitch is also founding out that, you know, who is uh, the artist on um the just, recent miracle book, you know, it says awesome. After finding this out, so that's cool. That's cool. Um,
2: yeah. All right. So uh, the next story is uh, we'll 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 tag team this back and forth. Uh, mm-hmm. The latest Aquaman image teases a sword swinging villain.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Which I'm like, wait, because I'm sitting here thinking, wait, doesn't um like wait um. Like Manta has a sword or he has a staff or something. I know I've been playing Injustice recently, so I know this is something. <laughs> I thought everyone had a trident, but you know. I mean, Aquaman does have a trident, and there's actually I might be wrong about uh I might be wrong because it's about um Manta and Injustice. Because he's got a couple of things going on for him. Anyway, if you haven't played Injustice and you like fighting games and you like DC characters, hey, that's a good one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Next anyway. one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aquaman services with new photo promises of classic revenge story, in quotes. So, cool, which is, it looks like it's the same one, but it just came out in two different days, so I don't know. Um, right, apparently, so- also going to be in Black Mon- uh, Black Manta. I mean, in uh, Aquaman, so that's ought to be something.
2: Alrighty, I'll take the next story. Supergirl, Mon-El, recruits Brainiac 5 in Legion of Superheroes synopsis. And so, yeah,
0: this is a thing yeah yeah I've been trying to catch up on Supergirl and actually it's been kind of neat kind of catching up because I just got to the point where Supergirl and, and Flash did their little their their crossover that was kind of neat for, for what it was so I'm slowly catching up for that stuff and yeah things are happening alright you got the next one Uh, Krypton you would give me this one no, I'm just kidding Krypton Why? I know I know and uh, Teaser here so sci-fi is announced krypton and superman pre- oh, Seagull series prequel not prequel anyway prequel. well you need nyquil i know But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i was thinking prequel like in jor-el and all that kind of but you know it was it was terrible anyway will premiere march 21st 2018 yeah okay is- well, it's only
2: a few months away so we'll see how that goes sure
1: Mm. All right. So next.
2: our next story is uh there's a new X-Men Dark Phoenix image that reveals a
0: defeated Magneto. Bum, bum, bum. So side note, they've been playing, which I guess it makes sense. They've I've I have seen no shortage of Fox um X-Men movies in the last week or so because I know I've seen at least twice uh well, I didn't watch all the way through, but the Wolverine I saw like once, uh, first class, Days of... that they haven't I haven't seen Days of Future Past, but I know they've been playing it. So they've been showing both the Wolverine movies and the X Men movies lately. I'm seeing here like hmm okay. Weird. And I, they may have shown apocalypse, but I'm not sure on, on uh, FX. So I don't think so because I think it was just on like HBO like a, like a couple months ago. Okay, because I know well they I saw an advertisement about it, so maybe they didn't yet and yeah. I guess they, it was just in a spot, but then at the same time they did they, they, I think they showed like with the Wolverine right after that or something. Gotcha. So that was weird. But regardless, so yeah, I've been actually kind of like, huh. I still haven't seen an apocalypse and still don't care to, but you know, I'm eventually I'm going to have to. That did come out this year, right? What's that? Uh X Men Apocalypse. That did come out this year. I think so. Yeah, well, maybe by the time we do do end um, the year stuff, I will have seen it. Anyway, that's the thing. Dark Phoenix is also coming up, and images. Uh, Bumblebee, the movie, cruises in its first synopsis. The Transformers movie that no one wanted, that's me editorializing, um, has a synopsis. And um, it is on the run. In the, I should read it like the dude from uh, Transformers. On the run in the year 1987, oh, I find I refuge in a. I can't do that in a junkyard in small Californian beach town. Um, Charlie of turning 18 and trying to find a place the world discovers bumblebee, battle scarred and broken. When Charlie revives him, she quickly learns that this is no ordinary VW bug. Sorry, it's not going to be Spike, which we've we've been on that road, but we're going back to the classic VW bug, which apparently it's, this is related to the the other transformer messes? Yes, no, something. I don't know. We're getting a Bumblebee movie. Find out. Yeah, I don't I don't know why. And but it's not going to be Bay doing it, so I guess that's something. And I don't know if this person who's who is over it is any related to him. Let's move on. This is depressing. <laughs> so, um, I guess we can move into comic news and a lot of the comic news. Yeah, before we do that, I will say that we still have, for some strange reason, we still have um, solicits coming out. So that for March solicits coming out from various places, that was a weird thing to say. But then again, it was a holiday, so that kind of right. happened.
2: Right. So um, our first few comic book uh, news stories are related to some of the things that come up that I didn't necessarily want to dive into in uh, Doomsday Clock. But one that comes up, no, one of the things that comes up is because at the end of the day, this became a big part of the conversation about the book is that uh, the Doomsday Clock story retcons uh, metamorphose origin into a conspiracy theory. And I saw this um, article in big, bold, you know, with with the big, bold uh, headline uh, on my uh, Facebook
0: feed. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, there was another one which is not in the line, it's in the, the, it's not in the lineup for news but it is definitely in there about uh, the mime and one other i think one other character being like the, the breakout characters of doomsday right. and
2: i mentioned that sort of uh you know like in our in, in my quick synopsis of the book is right. that kind of like the the highlights of the book so far um mm-hmm. just very quickly some of the background stuff that's in uh doomsday clock uh shows that uh, there are uh slightly different um uh, versions of uh, certain stories uh, in within the within the um, the, the limited series uh, also talking about something called the superman theory um, as to why um, the united states seems to have uh, 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 the highest concentration of metahumans in the dcu so that's oh. what okay I was about to say, way that's not going back to 52 is it i don't know i don't know where's pcn underscore dirt when i need them When we need them, so shout out to Dirt. Um, just very quickly, um, the this retcon is within the pages of uh this limited series without really knowing whether or not it's going to have uh ramifications going forward in the uh, DCU proper. Um, but we see that uh they have uh retconned Metamorphos origin, which I thought was told pretty well in was it a Batman Brave and the Bold? uh episode
0: guess as good as mine it probably says so in his artist i'm sure in this
2: right i i like that version of it but you know uh because it was uh far less um far less uh contrived contrived as his regular origin um at least in superhero comics terms as you put in your summary um
0: so well yeah, it's from the article but yeah you got okay. the- I mean, this is another Doomsday Clock one. DC's Doomsday Clock is different from most crossovers, says Jeff Johns. And I guess as what he was talking in an in interview, And uh, he says that the whole series is character-driven and it's all about the characters. We spend our time with the characters and we're doing moments in directors that I hope are unexpected. All right. And our third story
2: is about whether or not Dr. Manhattan has been disguised as a DC superhero all along. So, um. You know, this is teased in this book. You know, whether or not, uh, Mm. you know, like where where Doctor Manhattan is hiding. So, you know, what we find here is um, this is one of the conclusions that Ozymandias comes to is that well, you know, he may be part of the superhero set that's uh, emerged um, in the you know within the United States. So, uh, who could that be? I'll ring the spoiler bell, and maybe uh, Roddy Cat, if you want to go with your. with your theory, I'll ring the bell.
0: Oh, it's not even theory. This article already says it. I'm already at the point where it says it, and uh-huh. it is Captain Adam. Ah, makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it does. Blue dude, energy. Sure, I don't know that much about Watchmen, but I know. Sure. Right. <laughs> right. The kicker is that Captain Adam's
2: biggest weakness was always that containment suit. Right. You know, if if if. uh if, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, Dr. Manhattan really is running around as Captain Adam, he has no weakness,
0: right? Yeah, that's the weird thing. It's like, okay, he's a big blue, glowy bligh who with schlong powers or something. I don't know. Um, ah. no containment suit, unless now they're gonna say, well, that was his containment suit version, but I don't know. Again, I don't know anything yeah. about yeah, We'll see, so. but I like the story that you got next. Hmm, and which says that I didn't read, get to read, this, and I'm falling behind on Wonder Woman anyway. But Dark Side is back, fully powered and evil. Really, not Dark Side. Come on.
1: Um.
0: That- yes. So this is a spoiler for uh, Wonder Woman 37 from this week. Um. Let ring the bell. Sure. <phone rings> yeah, Dark Side's back. Um. Well, he's been back, but he's not back fully. Well, yeah, dark side proper, right? So I don't, I, I, didn't skim this, but I, I know the gist of it is that uh, he's back and Zeus is dead because okay. of him coming back. Because I think they got into a fight, and I thought Zeus was already dead at some point, but apparently that wasn't the case anyway. Um. So, yeah, that was a big knockout drag out fight between them two. And I, and wait, was this Darkseid? Oh, you, you may or may not know. Because I know, does this have something, anything to do with uh, Wonder Woman's brother? Maybe. Probably. It doesn't say, I don't remember it saying. I skimmed it. it, so I think it does. Yeah. And, and that was kind of figured. figure, but yeah. Like I said, I, the just of it I got from kind of skimming this article. Like I said, I'm so behind on Wonder Woman. It was a shame in a way. So, yeah, there you go. Darkseid's back. Congrats.
2: Alrighty. So uh, the city of vanity in D.C. in the D.C. universe has a new protector uh, revealed in Justice League of America, number 21, which is out this week, I believe it is. Yeah. And
0: um, I think the Ray quit uh, the, the JLA and apparently this new protector person may have come across, may have come by. um Due to something the Ray did or something, if i if, uh, if I remember skimming it right. That's right. So and the Rays, you know, have kind of right. have you know. And it's none
2: other than a DC character that was created, I believe, in the late nineties.
0: All right, so, uh Aztec. There you go. Mm-hmm. So Which my only knowledge of that is going back to do it again, Justice League.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, there you go. Next up, we kind of already talked about this, right? Uh, Teen Titans fifteen introduces an unexpected new identity for Tim Drake, but it's not that Tim Drake is future Tim Drake, and yeah, things. Yep, <sighs> that's that.
2: Um, so uh, our next story is about an X Men comic writer, uh, talking about unraveling the team's tangled time travel history. So, in an interview. Uh, with Marvel, X Men Blue writer Cullen Bunn talks about how uh, the the young X Men who are trapped in the present are dealing with. Um, hold on, oh, talking about you know just like a lot of the time travel that happens in the X universe and or the X Men corner of the Marvel universe, and um, he's going to handle it in a certain way, in which uh, that's
0: one way to say it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> in which, uh, the, the five, the, the, the OG X-Men are allies, uh, with, uh, with one, uh, Eric Lynch
0: now, but in the past there was something different, hmm. which again, going back to what I said a little, a little while ago, like, wow, seeing days of future, not days of future past, seeing, um, first class again recently. And I, when I first saw this article, I was like, wait, are they really, are they really using the cinematic timeline? to To kind of explain some of this and no they aren't but they just i guess they're just using this picture as an example i got afraid for one quick second when i saw that oh time travel is you know it's just one of those things so oh yeah totally especially in the x-men and whatever well weirdly enough it has been less of historically less of an x-men thing than more of a um you know, fantastic four slash avengers thing but yeah definitely well X Men has done some major chapter episode so I shouldn't say that. Regardless, here is the thing: they're gonna to try to explain it all. And I was gonna ask, it was like, wait, because they said, isn't Jean Grey dead? Young Jean Grey dead? Uh, maybe. I mean, maybe. So they killed her in her last. Anyway, okay. I, never I don't wrong. remember. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't know. So, because when they when they named her in this book and in this article, I am like, well, wait, isn't she supposed to be? No. Anyway. I don't think so, but
2: uh, sure. I don't because I, I don't think that she's been taken off the board like that in the in the wake of the uh, Phoenix story. So, because I sure. think I think that's what you're
0: referring to. Kinda, yeah. Because I know her her book is ending. So, and Remember, right, but when, but she's still yeah. running around in uh, X Men Blue. Well, yeah, but I mean, who knows when that's going to catch up? Or you know, right, right, right. So, yeah, uh, anyway. It kind of doesn't matter. It's all timey-wimey anyway for you, Doctor Who folks.
2: Ah. Um, I was about to say, now we're moving into the uh, the, the canceled book section of the news. Uh, yeah, okay. She-Hulk has joined the list of Marvel Comics cancellations. Uh, pour which, one out for the She-Hulk book.
0: Yeah, uh, which I think the last, when we talked about it last week, there were some rummings of it anyway. So this is not, uh, this is kind of not new news. mm mm-hmm. But it's going to be, uh, and I think we didn't talk about Gwenpool, which, you know, hey, who's reading that book anyway, is also getting canceled. It was also in that thing. But we talked about the other ones already, so we're not to go to go through that. And uh, Marvel's report reminds readers that even X-Men was canceled one. And I say to you, <laughs> because uh. and so x-men has got five books out now x-men has even if it when it was canceled was not canceled for long and that still doesn't explain the fact that there are books that are not getting marketed to people who could be who could have been reading these books um that are not they're not marketing to so to sit here and say well x-men and and i think matter of fact they use x-men and incredible hulk yeah, as a matter of fact, he says here in that quote, "It is worth pointing out again: Incredible Hulk was canceled once, X Men was canceled once, Thor was canceled once. Being canceled is not necessarily the end of the story. Does nor does it reflect the value of the work. Guess what? Every last one of those names have still had books since um, has, since they've been that canceled the once. And once again, we got five X Men books. We got like five uh, Spider Man books. Um, I think total. Oxen-Hulk. Hulk is on the chopping block, but
2: I think I mean, totally awesome. Hulk's on the chopping block. Cause they want to bring the incredible Hulk back. Right. So, I mean, well, actually, no check that totally awesome. Hulk has been canceled because, uh, Amadeus is in the incredible Hulk book right now.
0: Right. So there you go. Saying that means nothing because every one of those last, everyone one, his names have had books since then. The one time they've canceled. There. So well, I don't know what was the point of saying that when, <laughs> when, yeah, it like these books, these, all those, those people are going to get books and they have been getting books. And they were, even though it got canceled once, they still got books. Right. Well, I mean, ultimately I think
2: one of the things that Breivort's trying to get at is, you know, none of these characters goes away for good. So but, always, yeah. as long as, as long as someone is, you know, someone has a, a pitch that uh Marvel Things will sell, they'll publish something, you know, they'll publish
0: that's BS because again, none of those characters that were named are not gonna go for long without being somewhere. Now I, when I, it comes I, to, like, I, say the the books that are canceled now, like say Iceman, Hawkeye, like there's um Yeah, but they've had solo series before. They may have been strictly I have never, been never had a solo book. This was his first. Ooh, Iceman,
2: yeah, I, I I was talking about Hawkeye actually.
0: Well, yeah, but I was different, Hawkeye, but and even then, though, because like Hawkeye's only had one, like actually, both of them only have had one solo series between them, and the, and before that, he had like two mini series, so right? That's um. Yeah, using I don't know it's a, it's a it's a big thing with me, so I'm gonna let that go. And I think uh, America and defenders are still kind of on the chopping block, also, which is kind of a bummer because America's instrument, all right. And it still points to a larger, larger thing that none of the people that he named were not going to go along without a, a book, one way or another. We're talking about these other ones that are not getting marketed to to the people that need to be marketed to that they're not trying to put any push behind them, but yet they're. But yeah, we got five or ten, you know, we got five X Men books and five uh, uh, America, I mean, um, Spider Man books. But yet, like books like America are not getting, or hell, I didn't even go so far as to say Black Panther because there were three books, two, there were, there were three ongoing. Two of them got canceled, and we got a couple of miniseries coming up. Sure, but wouldn't you want to push uh, more of that stuff when you know you got a come a, a movie coming with that? But no, they're not. They're not pushing that stuff.
2: I think they're waiting for the movie to come out
1: because
0: because they've done like how many characters have they brought back though for, I'm not
2: going to get into this now because we're at the tail end of the show (laughs) because I think this is a subject, this is a subject that we could, we really should uh, devote a good portion of the show to. I, you know, at the end of the day, what, what, um, you know, I think we, when we, when it comes to the black Panther uh, push, I think they wanted to take advantage of the characters introduction in the MCU, um, and 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 more of a, a, a exposure, right? Thanks to Captain America: Civil War, and it's been able to it's been able to sustain its regular title, but it was the spinoffs that suffered.
0: Um, but if they marketed those properly, they probably could have. But they haven't been like they don't get nowhere near the same amount of marketing as as Spider Man does or the Thor. And Which is a surprise. Or X-Men. Lord knows that neither one of them needed it. Maybe, uh, excuse me, not Thor, but um, Spider-Man and, and X-Men. I
2: may not be. I was about to say, I may not be in the target demographic for the marketing because I don't see it. I don't see any marketing, period. Um, I just happen to know what's out because we're seeing, you know, because you're you're in tune with the news.
0: So you know. Right. But that's the point. The people that could be getting the marketing and should be are not. Like they're only marketing what they're marketing, but they've been but off off and on blaming the fact that well it's low sales and nobody wants it in this. But well, you can't want something that you don't know about, and if, especially if they're not marketed and if retailers are not are not pushing these books because they you know I don't want to say people have an agenda, but like people are going to market stuff that they you know are popular and they're not going to give a chance to stuff that they don't. They're not like you said the the, the demographic is not them. They're not going to push it right no,
2: but at the end of the day no but at the but at the end of the day right think of it like this where do mm-hmm. you see your ads right and i can't believe we're going down this road because this is a <laughs> deeper conversation that that should be had about you know just marketing for comics in general because sales are so low in comparison to where they can be and uh you know like who who are we really marketing these books to that's i think the bigger question because you know, based on, you know, something that we were speaking about earlier, which is um, the fact that I've now been kind of forced to deal with previews and, you know, filling out uh, a pull list that, uh, you know, that, that looks, you know, th- two or three months in advance. And that's pretty much what I'm looking at in terms of books that uh, I might be enticed into into buying. So, you know, who who's this focus towards the, 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 you know, the, the regular readers who might be willing to uh, experiment you know that's really
0: that's really the only people that they're advertising. Honestly, and I, we won't have to believe it too much longer. But I think it could be both, because you think about it, there are com there are people that are coming into these that could possibly be coming into these books because of the 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 MCU. I'm not saying that's a big spread because that's 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 kind of thin. That does, but there are more people.
2: No, but see, that's the thing. I think that that's a that that's that's not necessarily true because I don't think that there is much. Of, uh, of a of a of a, a crossover appeal as we would hope there is, and I, I, mean, I think I the numbers out. of I think the sales numbers actually bear that out because um, we're not getting that kind of push from the the movies because no one goes straight from the movie theater to the into the comic book store, at least very few people do, and not enough to really support all of these brand new books. Because I could have told you from jump that all of these kind of uh, uh, thrown at the wall books to see what sticks, you know, we're going to go the way the Dodo, uh, months ago, because I just couldn't see what the appeal was. I couldn't see who would be buying these in terms of, uh, in terms of what, you know, uh, of what's selling right now. And in terms of what people are, are uh, are, uh, are seeing in the, in, you know, just in, in comics in general, um, you know, forget, you know, the forget the movies that are coming out you know dc Um, can't sell dc can't sell can barely sell one wonder
0: woman book you know i once again i i'm i i I see what you're saying and i agree with you you're right there's not a one-to-one like hey people are going from the 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 movie theaters to but you can't say that that might not be happening at all
2: i think based on the sales numbers it's happening on a very small basis i I mean we don't know what's all like i said I think we do know because it's based on. I'm just. I'm strictly going on sales numbers, and if you look at sales numbers, and I wish PCN underscore Dirt were here to kind of uh, read. Well, yeah, all he's gonna say, he would say is that hey, he doesn't sell in his shop, and that's not that's not helping anything. No, 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 but not in his. Well, you know, consider that like his his shops numbers and the shop, the little shop that uh, that I frequent in New York would probably have. You know, while they they target, they have different sales. Uh, demographics. At the end of the day, when we're talking about these books that are, you know, trying to find a new, a new audience, they're mm-hmm. still going to run into the
0: same problems. Um, yeah, but at the same time, and we can close this out after this. Um, yeah, it's, this is a and this is a a conversation for probably another time. Like, like I'm not saying I don't agree. I don't disagree with you about the yeah, the movies are not pushing the, the comics. I I can I can definitely see that. But again, I'm still going back to the point to where. I feel like there are people that would. In fact, I have seen at the very least once where that happened with once in my old shot with Wonder Woman. I'm not saying it's going to be it's an ongoing thing, um, but I have seen it with my own eyes that it happened. That, that's all I'm going to say. And, right. and, 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 I, it, and I was but, about to say the, the, the
2: last point I want to make on this is that I think that there is a bigger problem. That needs to be addressed and 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 what that problem is is the you know the exposure that comic books has um uh you know in in terms of supporting you know supporting our hobbies supporting our favorite you know one of our favorite hobbies because you know in a sense we're sort you know the, the 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 market has shrunken to the point where what's happening is uh, there's only so much, you know, you can only get so much uh, uh, blood out of these carcasses. You know what I mean? Like if the, yeah. if you think of them as vampires, right? We can only regenerate so much, you know, so much revenue for these, uh, you know, for these companies. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think when it comes down to decisions, everyone's going to start looking at how much all this stuff costs. And they they make a lot of these decisions based upon what they can afford to try.
1: So, yeah.
0: They might have found that they don't have problems pushing that blood out of Batman's turnips and well and, oh, yeah because and, they can rely on see that's the thing they can rely on that to pay the rent you know they could probably rely on some of these other ones if they gave them proper push or at the very least a small bump i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say because you're right yes they can definitely get way way more out of batman than some of these other books i'm not denying that at all but i'm just saying just,
2: right i think I, I honestly think it's a you know i think it's a i think it's symptomatic of a bigger problem with comics in, in general so mm-hmm. um you know, because there's only so you know, because there's only so much exposure they get. And we all thought that digital would have helped at this point. And it may still. Mm. You know. The exposure for digital may still get people in the game. But, you know, till now, you know, at this point I'm still i am I'm I'm still having a lot of trouble um seeing how the industry itself, you know, can support itself on the sales that it's getting. Forget, you know, trying, you know, new things here and there. You know, you get blips on the screen that uh bring uh, uh attention and, and might uh raised profiles so like something like the walking dead you know mm. but uh, that's uh you know that's pretty you know that's uh that, that's it, it's been pretty limited in, in my understanding at least based on you know monthly sales numbers just overall sales forget you know individual stores i'm just talking about overall
0: mm. yeah moving right
2: along. Like i said we'll have we'll have a lot more to say about this i know that this is a sensitive spot for Roddy because there are books that he's supporting that are going the way of the dodo and, you know, it, it's it's a tough thing to see, you know, books that you've been supportive of and, and really like to read. Well, and it's, it's not just that, it's pushed, just, you know, kind of get pushed aside for the fifth X-Men. Yeah.
0: But it is, it, yes, it is that. And it's because they keep blaming one thing when it's not just the one. Like they keep blaming fans for stuff that they have, a you know, that they're
2: right. But you know, that's. <laughs> I think they're right, but at the same time, there's only a limited number of fans that. Um, I don't
0: think they can't, you can't put that on just the fans. You can't. There's no way, especially if they're not doing what they're doing. If they're just putting a book out there and just and it just languishes. You mean to tell me they have no kind of um cause for? They have no kind of um. Who sees the advertising? Mm. He's it. I mm. sees it.
2: Is it the insular? Uh, uh, is it the insular population of comic book fans who look at it and say, "Well, I don't know if I want to try
0: this yet." Well, I mean, but you're also going to have those people who, who don't care, you know, one way or the other because they are set in their ways and don't care about anything. Yeah, that That's you- going to be a percentage. I mean, that's but that's that's, you know, but that's but, but again, we're talking about
2: kind of like what we were saying before about like one store's numbers versus another store's numbers. That's one set of fans versus another set. Um, changing their minds, you know, much like it is in the, in the world of politics may not ever be possible because they're set in their ways, but you know, when it comes down to it, there's only, you know, it, as a result of the low, the low volume of sales and the small fan base that you're, you know, th- that you're selling to, um, I think it makes it that much harder. Um, and again, like I said, we can talk about, you know, this might even be a discussion, you know, for, uh, a a spinoff. You know, for a for a, a what a treasury edition? You know, like what's wrong with comics today or something like that. It might you know, there might be a, a topic,
0: a little but, bit more what whatnot, to, to to kind of bear exactly. some stuff out. But exactly. So well, where do we where do we leave off? Comics fans, is stupid. Uh, for for your things, anyway. La Spider Man Two finale features biggest surprise of the year. We're gonna talk about that. We can go past that uh bendis's punisher miniseries is officially not happening so uh, apparently bendis was supposed to write the uh, a miniseries called punisher end of days it's not gonna happen because he's gone over to the dark yeah. it's a distinguished competition uh, competition as some would say
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh and that's one of the ones that's, that's on the block plus he's been sick uh from i think he was in the hospital recently right he was uh, in critical condition at some point so but he uh, seems to be doing better so
2: right, it's putting it's putting a uh, a delay on some of the books and i guess this having not really been uh something that was completed or uh i don't know how far along if at all he got in this so uh this book was uh dropped
0: so. yeah sounds like they had some stuff going on and sounds like david macgroup the artist was had has more has done more on it than he has Sounds like from according to this article, but yeah, it doesn't sound like it was all. But basically, he says here, it was like, yeah, if Barbara wants to, you know, do it, then hey, let him, let him roll it. Um, but yeah. Right. And he also says here that Iron Man 600 is going to be his final issue of that series.
2: So, yesterday was, believe it or not, the
0: 95th
2: birthday for one Stanley Lieber, AKA Stan the Man Lee. And Everybody decided to show him love yesterday.
0: Mm-hmm. Sound like some of it's still going, yeah. But yeah, it's just like people took to Twitter and saying all the kind of nice things, including you know, including some you know um, comics professionals and you know cinematic uh, celebrities. Yep, uh, of the Star Wars, but a Star Wars of the of the Marvel universe. So it was cool to see. Yeah, you know, here's to ninety five more years. Which I know it's like <laughs> if anyone can do it, it's Stan. You know, right? <laughs> so, um, yes. Happy birthday to Stanley. And by the way, that was December 28th, which is the 29th, as we were recording. So little behind scenes there. Bye eagle. Uh, Mike Mignola comments on BRPD's major surprise return tease. Apparently, somebody comes back, I don't know. In the Devil You know number five, which I think just got released. I've not I'm not big on anything in that universe, so I don't know. Oh, wait, it says here that um Heard a Hollywood reporter discover that a coffin that appears to contain Hellboy and appears that he's opening his eyes. So I guess Hellboy was dead and no, I was not. That's news to me. Yeah, I, yeah, go figure. Oh, wait, it says here also Hellboy was killed off in 2011's Hellboy The Fury, which was. Has off- he been killed off for that long? Apparently. <laughs> <compared to me. laughs> um, which was followed by a 10 issue Hellboy and Hell series, which, yeah, I remember Dirt talking about. Right. which ran 26- 2012 2016. It is not yet uh, known exactly when we're, or, and where the story will take place, but keep reading. All right. So next up, um, mm-hmm. Goat returns in Quantum and Woody number three. All right. New Comic Quantum and Woody book, and I think the first issue might have already, already come out.
2: Yes, it uh, did drop last week.
0: Yeah, and I never read it, but I need to, finish, I need to get back on that stuff. It's written by uh, Daniel Kibblesworth, who wrote for Daily, uh, Daily Show? Lightly show with Stephen Colbert. Regardless, it's it's out there, and the goat's coming back, which I hear. And not J, but here he is Yeah,
2: congratulations to uh, James Todd Smith on being in, uh, given the, uh, the
0: Kennedy Center honor uh, earlier this month. Yes, that was a few nights ago, I believe, when they showed when they aired that. Wasn't wait? Was light light was there? But was she also? I know it was it was him and Gloria Estefan. But what I know, light was there. But I thought she didn't get. Uh, she didn't get honored or anything, right? Who's that? By MC light. No, she was part of the tribute. Gotcha. Okay. Um, every ghostbuster ever will unite in new ID double crossover. Cause IDW can't help themselves in their ghostbusters crossover. So now they're just throwing every last single one of them. They have ever did together in an upcoming, uh, eight issue crossover event called, Ghostbusters crossing over, and yes, that includes the newly uh, answered the the call ones. Who also think they have an ongoing book now, or a I know there's a book out for them now, but they were also in a crossover with uh, uh, another version of the 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 IDW Ghostbusters. That actually was a pretty decent book, uh, Ghostbusters One One. That was kind of kind of neat. So yeah, another Ghostbusters crossover amongst the bunches of them. All right, so this
2: is something I hadn't read yet. Uh, a new binge age distribution model promises triple sized 399 comics. So,
0: yeah, I kind of skimmed this. I'm not entirely sure what in the world this is. So,
2: comics, so what <laughs> is that? What it is, is it's just bigger comics,
0: yeah. But I don't think I wouldn't say this is going to be from like Marvel. Let's no, just put it's not- it- but it's it's like a new initiative they're trying to get uh comic uh retailers to kind of to get with the programmer and you according to this list they got some a bunch of people on board from various states to do but um yeah i'm I'm not sure what in the world this is what this is supposed to be right i think
2: well, yeah. Just, just from the headline, I guess what it is, is it's trying to provide whole stories at a lower price so that uh, people feel like they're getting the bang for the buck as opposed to being milked, like I said, by the vampires every week.
0: Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, let's face it, folks. We know as, as, as much as anybody, four bucks for a book and four and five bucks for a book. That's a, that's a lot to ask for people for yep. 20 pages. I was about
2: to say, that's another part of the reason, you know, that's part one of the one of the things that I was talking about earlier. So um, do you want to talk about the next one? Cause I didn't really look at this, but I read,
0: I read very quickly that this was, I, I figured there would be catches upon catches. So new Marvel comic services come with an amusing list of restrictions. So what it sounds like is, is, is there's going to be a new Marvel app coming to where you can kind of, sort of maybe possibly try to make your own comic, except for you have things that you can't do with it. Mm. Like curse. Or you know, um, probably put out for profit more than likely <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> makes sense. So yeah, the does know it's called the Marvel Create Your Own app. It's a digital uh, platform that gives the the users the ability to create their own comics using Marvel comics, Marvel characters, kind of. Uh, so you can see from the, if you're watching the video, there's there's a video here about it, and it's using Gwenpool. And she's got a gun. Well, I was say, which is
2: the kind of the worst character to use as the Yeah.
0: You know, as Agreed. the lead. But I guess if you gotta get your point across to something, then yeah. But you can uh it says users will gain access to a library, posable marvel character designs, props, balloons, uh sound effects, word balloons, all that kind of good stuff that you can, like I said, make your own. Uh, doesn't see. I like how they use um, "next wave" in as a, as a caption. I mean, as a as a sample. As a sample. That's that's funny. All right. Um, but yeah, we don't know when, and it sounds like it's got a lot of prohib- um, uh, prohibition. Yeah, Prohibitions. Kind of, there's limitations to what you can
2: write, and uh, from what I can tell, I, I initially thought that the hubbub might have been over. Who owns the content? But mm-hmm. um, that was my first instinct, right? right. Anytime you're dealing with the corporate owned characters, you know, it's all about, you know, you're trying to figure out who would own the, the, the intellectual property of the story. But apparently it's more there there's some representation right.
0: here as well. It's very, it sounds like it's very limited to what, what you can do with it. And obviously since, you know, they know that people are going to do some real stupid stuff with it, then yeah, right. they're trying to put somebody on the board. So we shall see, but it seems. I mean, we'll we'll check it out. We're it's trying to figure it out how in
2: introduced. And last but not least, this story is uh is, is you know kind of uh you know hits me right in the sweet spot of uh collectible. Uh, you know uh, uh, of amassing uh, large collections of things. Um, so there's a record-setting X Men memorabilia collection that held over fifteen thousand items. That's ridiculous. I mean, that's a lot. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Does he own, like, every
0: single toy line? Jeez. So apparently this is um, uh, one Eric Jaskowska. Excuse me for... Jaskowska? Yeah. Yeah, he's got 1,500, uh, fifteen thousand four hundred pieces uh, inc- that goes from toys to clothes to candy. Right, because there's only so many X-Men comic books. Sure, and I, I, I'm going to assume there's like a a, a buttload of oh uh, yeah, and of obviously any of the uh like the 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 DVDs and you know from the X Men com uh from the X Men. Yeah, he's got and, like
2: uh, all the Pez dispensers, and he's got all
0: yeah. he's got the, the, got the Marvel. heads the 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 what we call it, the Funko pops. pops. Yeah, he's even got the like the superhero squad stuff. They probably got the Marvel Legends stuff. That's some of these things you've gotten, you yeah. Know, so. Yeah, there's a there's the video is, is here so he's i may have to watch that and just
2: kind of laugh be like i have that but i can't believe that guy bought that I'm like so that's who buys that stuff
0: mm-hmm. i mean that you know we have i don't know who the people you follow on 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 twitter but there are some big x-men fans out there oh i'm oh, not yeah. a fan of any of these characters like i'm a fan of certain characters i'm a fan of comic book not enough to get to the, to this point yeah that's a lot <laughs> that's At the funds for it. I I can't see myself getting to this. That's a lot. That's a little bit on the obsessive side. Yeah. So, So, and I'm saying that where I'm kind of surrounded by boxes of collective stuff, but that's, you know, there, we don't have to, we don't have to go.
1: Yeah. We're not
2: delving into that.
0: Yeah. Let's let's move along.
2: All right. So we are at the end of the news segment. Um, I'm going to read our last ad of the night and then we can uh, kind of wrap the show and kind of tease. I guess it seems like we've got a uh uh call whatchamacallit, uh a treasury edition lined up um when it comes to uh 2018 talking about uh some of the bigger issues in in uh in 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 the world of comic books. Yeah. So to get to the last ad of the night, um this ad is for Blue Aprons Meal Delivery Service. Blue Apron uh, Blue Apron has fresh ingredients and incredible recipes delivered weekly to your door. Skip the grocery store and make incredible meals at home with Blue Apron, always shipped free right to your home. And now the listeners of the Click Nation's Comic Book Chronicles can get $30 off your first Blue Apron order. To place your first order with $30 off, And to help keep our show free for you, go to our network website at cspn.us. That's cspn.us. Then click on the Keep Our Podcasts Free link at the top of the page. From there, scroll down to the Blue Apron link and sign up for your first order. Blue Apron through cspn.us. Do it today.
0: All right. So I promised to do the outro. Well, before you do that, I just remember something. I, um, I did get a couple of things in the mail. Nice. Uh, and I'll go through them real quickly. So I got a package from, so I kickstarted both of these. So th- it's worth saying that up front. But and I finally got them. Uh, first up, uh, from Black Mask, I have my trade copy of Black. Which was the um this the uh, we've talked about this before. You know, it's basically the trade of um the story of uh, what if only black people got powers. And um I don't I can't remember. We may have talked about it. I know we've talked about it at least once on the show, but we haven't uh gone into depth with, with it. But got the trade of that from them and also got um chapter two. I'm not sure what in the world that is uh in in physical copy and I also got chapter 6 with, um which is the the finale of it in paper in paper copy on that one and it also came in the as, package so what was included in the package yeah cool i don't remember I said this is so long ago i can't remember what all came in this. Okay, cause I, I think i'm still only missing one other kickstarter thing that i that i've gotten that that i haven't gotten yet but um, it also came with these buttons. <laughs> it also came with these stickers, which I think I'm gonna put this one on, this particular one on my um. Huh. My- if for for those watching the video it says black AF. So, and it comes with some other uh, stickers. Sure, uh, you know, it's like little character cards. So that's cool for that one and then the second one comes from Bingo Press which is the uh which is uh T Franklin uh an in inclusive press her book uh Bingo Love which is the story of um it's a two story uh is a story of two ladies who met over bingo and have a love affair over uh, like, years and years and years, so I figured, that, hey, you know what, why not get that shot, it goes from like 63 to kind of the present I haven't read really either one of them yet, because I, one, I just got them well, I did, I've read some of Black prior to, well before now, but, uh, I don't know, it was a while ago, and I don't remember but in this one, you got a sticker also, you got um, Lucky Chain thing here and you uh, know Franklin's uh, business card, which is cool. Like, should get some uh, eat some better business cards made because we got some. But anyway, that's a, that's the store from another time. Um, so that's it. Now, if you want to close out the store, because I don't think I have anything else. All right, I just wanted to mention. I think I may have
2: done this once on the show already, but I did get the Defenders box set from Amazon, and, and uh, cool art by Ken Lashley on the cover. It did come with. It does come with a Daredevil jewel. Uh, Luke cage and uh, iron fist in uh, various slightly different variations <laughs> on other figures. So that was cool. It was, uh, it was nice to get this at a discount uh, post um, uh, cyber Monday. So, you know, I think it was a, an Amazon deal of the day at one point. That's what, and I, like I said, I'm not 100% sure I brought it up, but if I did, I apologize for bringing it up a second time, but um, I'm glad I waited on this because I did save a few bucks. So on that note, on that note, we are in between the Christmas holiday and New Year's. So uh, if you are out and about um, trying to figure out what to do for New Year's, pull up our show. You can contact us with any comments uh, through our social media. Um, I am at agent underscore 70 on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Roddy Cat is on Twitter as at Rodicat and at News Nerds Need. And you can follow his Instagram. Uh the CB Caps, our uh, comp Chronicles uh Cap uh, uh account. That's uh, CB Caps on Instagram. And um, our uh missing in action co-hosts, Tim Dog98, is at Tim Dog98 on Twitter and he operates the at D clicknation and at CBCron uh Twitter accounts and uh follow you know and and uh you can contact us at www.theclicknation.com as well. Uh PCN underscore dirt, he of the Long Sabbatical is out, uh on Twitter as at PCN underscore dirt and at popculture net and you can go to his website uh com. Uh we will have a show next week. It is unlikely that Tim Dog 98 will be with us. No, he will not, but it'll be us. We'll be here. So we will hold it down. We will have uh, the first show of the new year. Um, look forward to a couple of things in the new year. Um, one of them being our recap of uh, uh, of our, uh, our best and worst of 2017. That'll be coming soon in uh, the first month of 2018, as well as something that I guess – you know we' we'll, we'll, we'll need to have a, a deeper discussion on which kind of come has come up uh, repeatedly in the past and came up again tonight, which is you know the state of uh uh you know the state of comics and 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 uh some of the uh the more troubling uh trends of uh you know books that just can't get off the ground uh you know even in mainstream comics um you know and what can be done to uh you know help those books out that uh you know uh don't sell as well and and are often uh, led by characters who, you know, need, you know, who who need more of a push. So we'll be on the lookout for that. Indeed. So with that, uh, we are the Combo Chronicles, and I'm going to play out with a pretty funny clip from w- pretty much the best uh, New Year's uh, movie um, from the 80s, at least. um on behalf of uh, at RoddyCat, at TimDog98, and at PCN underscore Dirt, we'd like to wish everyone a uh, Merry New Year. And you'll know why I said that in a second. And uh, happy, you know, happiness and health to all of you. Um, we are the Conkbook Chronicles, and we are signing out. Again, Merry New
1: Year. Merry New Year! Happy New Year. In this country, we say Happy New Year. Ha ha
0: ha ha Thank you for correcting my English with
1: stings. I am Nanja Ibuko, exchange student from Cameroon. Ha
0: ha ha Good evening, friend! Would you believe
1: it's, it's Dr. Stu?
0: What's on your evil mind? Oh, you insulting tongue. in mock my words well. <laughs> How about this woman is you Hi,
1: Mr. Stark.